Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. We are not spectators in the plan of God, but full participators with God in His plan for our lives. We're not standing on the sidelines watching. We're in the center of the field running the ball. And the Holy Spirit is our blocker. And He's our coach. And He's calling the plays. And we're, we're saying, yes, Lord. And, we're, and we, we put back our arm and we release the Word of God in our lives. We've got, we've got the Word of God that covers those short little slant passes. We've got the Word of God that covers those long bombs. We've got the Word of God that covers every uh, defense that we come up against. Hallelujah. You know you're on the offensive, right? Hallelujah. And, you're on, and you've got a defense that can't be matched. You know you're more than a conqueror, right? Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, you've given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And in 2022, we are growing in and possessing it all. And we thank you, Father, for every good thing you've given us in your Son. Lord, you gave us everything you could give when you gave us your Son. And we thank you, Father, for total victory in our lives. We do not accept or allow anything less. Because you're our Father and we're born of victory. Victory is our nature. Victory is the blood that flows through our veins. Victory is our mentality. Victory is the food we eat and the air we breathe. It's who you are and we worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In his presence, we're in the presence of the Lord right now. And his presence is in you right now if you're born of his spirit. If you're born again, if you've confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, you're born of him and his spirit is in you. Give him right of way. Give him the right of way in your life. Hallelujah. Do you know when you see a, a truck carrying a wide load on the highway, there are, there's a car usually in front. Sometimes there's a car, uh, two cars behind. There's cars making a way for it. God is going in front of you, making a way for you. Can you imagine what it would be if that truck decided not to follow the lead car and the cars that were making a way for it? An accident would happen, wouldn't it? Right? Because that load is, it's carrying is too wide. It needs someone in front. It needs someone in back to notify. The person in front is navigating, make sure they can, they can uh, fit wherever <laughs> they're going, make sure they can get to their destination. The cars behind are making sure everyone behind them stays behind them. Right? The God is all around you and he's navigating in front of you. I'm telling you the destiny you're carrying is wide. The destiny you're carrying is strong. The destiny you're carrying is significant. And you, but you need to follow him. You need to be fixed on what God has said. You need to be fixed on what he said to you. Satan will try and rob that from you and challenge you and steal from you the very things that God has purposed for you. Don't you let him do it. You fix your, your ears, your eyes, your heart, and your mind on what he said. Hallelujah. Come on. Wide load. When you see me coming, just know it's a wide load coming. Ah, 
wide load a God destiny coming down the street hallelujah devils get out of your way they get out of your way when you're coming hallelujah you've got this sign blinking on you wide load coming step aside destiny of God coming through Hallelujah. In his presence, you were created for a wide load, for a significant destiny, for a divine purpose. But even though you were created by a, a perfect God with a divine purpose, it will not happen automatically. You have to set your vision on him and not take it off. And that is a daily practice. It's a daily practice because there are more distractions than we could possibly name that are attempting to pull your focus off of the one who made you. And many of those uh, voices and distractions are attractive and talented and loud and have, are well-funded and, are, and are, are very carefully planned and strategized. But you've got to be wise and not ignorant of Satan's schemes. Anything that attempts to shift my focus of what God has said is not from him. That means there's a whole lot of things I don't listen to. There's a whole lot of things that are very loud in this world that I don't even regard. Most people shake in their boots when they hear them or change the way they live when they hear them coming through the media with the latest media report changes a lot of people's lives not mine I will not move from what my father has said I will not back up from what my father has said I'm going forward and no one's going to change that because my father's God in his presence is where your divine purpose will be revealed to you And I encouraged you last week to make time to be alone with him throughout your week each day. Set aside some time and get alone with him. In his presence, things that don't need to be in your life become apparent. And they lose their grip. And the things that he's purposed for you become strong and start rising up on the inside of you. And you begin to see what it is you are called to do. You know, you may not have any statues of God in your house, but you might be treating him like a statue. What do I mean by that? Sometimes what we can do in our relationship with God is we, we set him up and we declare that he's God, but we leave him stationary on a shelf in our lives instead of actively following him in our day-to-day activities. God has never been a statue and he never will, but you can treat him that way. As, as just uh, something on the side that you're going to trust in if things get bad or, or after you leave this world. But in terms of your daily interactions, you're not interacting with him. It's time to interact with the Holy Spirit in your daily interactions. On your job. It doesn't matter what field you're in. It's, the Holy Spirit is for every industry and every field. He he is as relevant to your field as as relevant can get. But he wants to interact with you as you're making decisions in your uh, place of employment, in your business. 
Don't just go on autopilot because you've done it this way for 10 years. Listen to the Holy Spirit and let Him interact with you. Let Him guide you in the decisions you're making in your business. Boy, this is hot today. This is hot. I hope you're awake. I hope your engine's running. Hallelujah. Let Him guide you in your place of employment. Don't just expect, okay, I'm just going to work here for the next 10 years. Let the Lord guide you. The only place I want to work is where he's called me to work. We're not looking for a paycheck. We're pursuing Christ. We're pursuing the one who made us. Hallelujah. And I want to give God praise since I began talking to him at 17. I never looked for a job based on a paycheck. Always on, Father, what do you want me to do next? And he has faithfully provided for me. Hallelujah. Man can't take away your destiny. Man can't take away God's provision for your life. He doesn't have that kind of authority. What God has said to you will prevail in your life if you'll just stay with it. If you'll just stay with it. Just stay with it. Just hold on to it. Just declare it. Just worship him for the fulfillment of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You see, when you get alone with him and you take, let's put Psalm 1611 up there, and you get, you get your, the word out, you get your hard copy Bible, and you're worshiping the Lord and there's no one around, you've, you've made this time for him, right? It's Monday. And you set aside this time and, and you already thought ahead in your week. You've already blocked off time to be alone with your creator, with your father. And you're there and you open to Psalm 1611. And you're worshiping him and, you're, and you say, you will make known to me the path of life. You're in his presence now. There's nothing legalistic about this. This is the living God uh, fellowshipping with his child. And you take the written word and you realize it's a living word and you worship him with him and say, Father, you will make known to me the path of life. You are showing me what to do next on my job, in my workplace, in my employment, in my industry, in my family, in my social life, in my recreational plans, in my finances. You're showing me the path of life. You're making known to me what it is that I am to do next. See, this is prayer. You're worshiping him with his word. You're not just alone with your thoughts going with no you're focused on what he said you will make known to me the path of life you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and in your right hand there are pleasures forever one of the many countless benefits of the written word is it gives our natural eyes something to focus on have the word with you when you're praying have it with you. Have it open. Let the Holy Spirit guide you to a passage or to a verse or to a portion of a verse. Let him speak to you through his written word. You're in his presence. His word becomes alive to you. 
Hallelujah. In his presence, the real you comes alive. The real you rises to the surface in his presence. So as you're there Monday morning alone with God in your uh, pantry or your closet, wherever you have that place of privacy with him, and you're, you're, you're worshiping him, you, God, you're making known to me, you're showing me the next, next decision, you're, you're clarifying to me exactly what I need to do, where I need to go, and when I need to be there. You're showing me everything I need to know. And Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. I thank you, Lord, that depression is forever defeated in my life because your joy is my very strength. This is how we pray now. I'm just, we're just praying, right? Monday morning, we're praying. We're in the presence of the Lord. In his presence, his fullness of joy. In his presence, answers become clear. In his presence, perfect direction comes. How does it come? Through his word and by his spirit. As you're worshiping God in his presence, meditating on Psalm 1611, the Holy Spirit is doing things inside of you. That you, 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 don't even, you don't even know what he's doing inside of you. You don't know the things he's infusing inside of you. The strength, the wisdom, the victory. He's, he's making deposits. He's building you up. And, and, and you don't have to even understand what he's doing. You just worship him and let him do his thing. Hallelujah. I had no idea as I look back to 2021, all the way back to 1989, how God, the Holy Spirit, what he was doing inside of me as I was just doing what I shared with you, as I would spend time alone with him and worship him with his word. I had no idea what he was preparing me for and the healing that was taking place all the way to the center of my being. Why do people like to go to spas? And uh, my, I came, my grandmother on my mother's side was from Finland. And those Finlanders, man, they loved their saunas. Do you know what a sauna is? But my, my grandpa would take me in the sauna. They built it. They called it a steam bath in English. But it, they built one on their farm. And it was this, you know, uh, stone structure. And inside had this big old wood stove with these big smooth rocks on top of it a bunch of smooth rocks on top of this wood stove and had this big old pot of water that sat on top of those rocks. And my, my, father, my grandfather would just light, fill up that stove and fire that thing up, and they just let it burn for hours and hours and hours. And that water was hot. And then they'd, they'd, take, uh, they'd take water out with a big label and they'd pour it over those stones and this steam would just fill this little room. And there was a bench down here, and there was a bench up here. And the bench up here, amazing the difference in the heat between those few feet. And you'd start out on the lower bench, and you'd go up on the higher bench, and they keep pouring that steam. And the water hitting the heat. And, and they wanted to sit in the atmosphere of that steam. That's, that's, that's what prayer is. You're worshiping the Lord. You're in his presence. And as you put your faith in the word of God, it's like that water hitting those hot rocks. 
the aroma of his presence begins to fill you and begins to permeate your life. And you're in this wonderful atmosphere and your pores begin to open. And you begin to relax and you begin to loosen up and you begin to breathe and, and inhale and exhale. And you begin to see things and understand things that you couldn't understand if you weren't in his presence. Hallelujah. 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 In order to fully experience and enjoy the presence of God, you must believe his word. In all kinds of religions, they will get away to an isolated place to do their thing. All kinds of religions. I don't know how many of you have studied, but I've looked at many over the years. But there's this idea of pulling away from the normal and isolating yourself. And you can do that, but if you're not believing in what God has said, you're not going to experience the God of heaven and earth. You might experience some spirits, but you're not going to experience the Holy Spirit. God's presence and his word go together. Don't try and have one without the other. All right? If you have just the word but no presence of God, you're going to become cranky and legalistic. If you have uh, just, if you're just pursuing a spiritual experience, but you're not grounded in the written word, you're going to become weird. You will. Spirituality is not weird. Holy spirituality is not weird. Other spirituality is. Spirits of darkness are very weird. They're perverted. They twist things. They'll make you think you're something that you're not. The Holy Spirit's not that way. So if you really want to experience his presence, and I can't imagine why anyone would not. That would just be stupid, right? Because he's the author of life. He's the one who loves you perfectly. He's the one who, who has nothing but the best in store for you. He's the one who made you and knows exactly what it is that will put you over. He's the one who is for you. No one's for you like he's for you. Why wouldn't we want to be in the presence of the one who's for us? Maybe because we've been believing things about him that simply aren't true. Right? I don't, be, I don't want to be in the presence of someone that I believe is going to hurt me. Of course not. Why would I want to do that? Don't believe things people tell you about God. He will never hurt you. He never has. He doesn't do those things. He doesn't cause bad things to happen. He doesn't allow bad things to happen. We're living in a fallen world. Satan's the God of this world. But you have a heavenly Father who will protect you from the plans of the enemy, who will make you whole and cause you to prosper if you'll just believe what he said. So this idea of, of God's presence, I want you to understand, yes, it is the person of God, but in order to really fully experience his presence, I must have the word of God in my mind, in my heart. There's got to be a word of the Lord that I am meditating on when I'm in his presence. Sometimes with me, it might just be Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't, it, it doesn't have to be a paragraph, but it's something of him. It's a word from the Lord. And I'm saying that again because there are many different religions or meditation strategies where they get alone and they might focus on a leaf or a plant or a, a mountain somewhere or a quiet pond or incense or all those things. And you can, you can do that, but I'm talking about the presence of God. 
There's only one way to fully experience his presence, and that's by believing what he said. John 1.1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I know we, we all understand, we all misunderstand the Bible to some degree. And I know it's been wrongly used, but the truth is, it's the infallible Word of God. It's inspired of God. It's written by the hands of fallible men, but it's, it's inspired by the infallible Holy Spirit. And it's the Word of God. And if you want to experience His presence, you've got to get into His written Word. Not legalistically, but lovingly. All right? Now, I love the changes that happen inside of us in His presence. In His presence, we, we become like children. We become like little kids in His presence. Have you ever seen little kids on Christmas morning? It's a fun atmosphere. Not very sophisticated. Jumping, screaming, throwing things, smiling, laughing. Are you ready to become like a child with God? Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your plan manifest in this place. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Your plan, your purpose, your plan, your purpose, right here, right now, in the name of your Son. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. In his presence we become like children. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Well, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him. This is the king of kings. He never made a mistake. Sophisticated man, who's the greatest? Jesus, little child. Little child might have had a dirty face. Might have been uh, blowing a bubble with some bubble gum. I don't know. He calls a little child to him, and he sets him in the midst of them. And he said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, that means totally changed. You mean I'm going to change in his presence? Oh, yeah. You know, I was, uh, this is some time ago, I was, someone uh, messaged me on Facebook and said something about, and they haven't known me since I was 18 years old. And they saw the things I'm doing now, and they said, do they know you used to get drunk and do all these things? You're, and I laughed. I said, no, it's a secret. I don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm a changed person. Totally changed. Little child. Unless you're converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. See, something about a a little child, a little child thinks their parents can do anything. I mean, mom and dad are, are the heroes of the world. 
They know everything. They can do anything. They have, they have all the money in the world, right? That's all. Little child, mom and dad, they can do anything, right? Become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself, that's really what it's about, isn't it? Are you willing to, to accept that you don't have the answers, but God is God and everything he says is truth, even if it comes face-to-face with something that your industry esteems and says is true, but it's not? Are you willing to let go of your social status and your current group of friends to embrace what the Father has said and become as a little child in his presence? Therefore, whoever humbles himself, Jesus, thank you, as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I mean, a a little child asks their dad for something, and dad says yes, and that's all they need to know. They have no idea how much it costs. (laughs) No idea. No idea how to obtain it, how it was. They don't know anything, just dad said yes. So it's mine. Become like a child. All I need to know is my father said yes. That's all I need to know. I've got it. But do you know what has to happen in order? No, I don't need it. Mine's my father said yes. I'm just a little child in the presence of my heavenly father. This is how we live. And the world will try and change this. They want you to think you've got to have all the answers. And to be sophisticated is to be full of knowledge and information. But Jesus said you must become as a little child to experience the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3 in the message translation, says this of Matthew 18. I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like children, you're not even going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again, like this child, will rank high in God's kingdom. This is why stress has wreaked havoc in so many people's lives. They forgot to be children. They haven't stayed like a child. I got a bunch of spreadsheets and databases and systems that I monitor regularly to to, to keep things moving, but who cares? Stay like a child. Little children don't know how to do spreadsheets. You say spreadsheets, they might think of their bed. I don't know. Right? So there are things we do as adults that do need to get done, but stay like a child as you do them. Stay like a child as you do them. And they won't be heavy. They'll be light and fun. There's you at your desk crunching the numbers like a child. And you know you'll see things. 
that you couldn't see if you weren't staying as a child before the Father. The Passion Translation says, Learn this well unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable. And learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child. You will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. Holy Spirit, help us to be like children. To rejoice at your yes and know that it's taken care of. Help us, Father, as we do the, fulfill the responsibilities we have as adults. Help us to stay like children. To let you carry the weight of it. And to rejoice in the things that we do each day with a, with a light heart. With a spring in our step. With joy leading the way in every decision we make in Jesus' name. Let's go back to Psalm 16. We looked at Psalm 1611 at the beginning. And last, last week we looked at verses 5 through 11. Let's go back to Psalm 16 at the beginning. This is where we're, our primary text is in his presence, fullness of joy. Psalm 16, you may have in your Bible, if you look right under the title, you might have a little phrase that says, a mitcom of David. And it's spelled M-I-C-H-T-A-M. A mitcom of David, Psalm. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, scholars aren't exactly sure what that was. But there, are, the Book of Psalms is a book of songs. They're musical. Uh, I call it God's iTunes, um, God's music. But they, um, there are musical instructions in them, and uh, some scholars translate this word, a mitcom of David, as golden. Or precious. The root of this word means to stamp or to engrave uh, in regards to a composition or a song that is so precious as to be worthy to be engraved on gold. Psalm 16. A composition that's so precious that it's uh, worthy to be engraved on a durable tablet for preservation. That it's so precious it should be stamped in gold. A mitcom of David. From the word ketham, which means fine or stamped gold. Do you look at the word of God as precious gold? If you don't, you haven't really believed it yet. You haven't discovered it yet. If you don't see this as sparkling, precious, rare gold, you haven't discovered it yet. That's exactly what it is. It's precious. And we have, what, gold albums in the record industry, right? Something so special that it's to be preserved. Well, Psalm 16 is certainly a gold album. And it begins in verse 1. And again, this is us in our our time with the Lord. We're in his presence. We're talking to him. We're worshiping him with his word. Preserve me, O God. For in you I put my trust. O my soul. You talk to your soul, don't you? That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Right? You tell your soul the way it is. 
how it's going to be, how well it's doing. Oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. The message translation, verse 2 says, I say to God, be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. That's a gold record right there. Don't let your soul lead you. Nothing will make sense. Don't go by the way your, your emotions are currently feeling. You've got to walk in the Spirit. If you're not walking in the Spirit, it, life will not make sense to you. You can come up with your own definition of things and try and make sense of it. But the only way you can understand what you are made for is in His presence, knowing Him as God. Without you, nothing makes sense. The New English translation says, I say to the Lord, you are the Lord, my only source of well-being. Oh, make time to spend with him. He's your only source of well-being. You are the Lord, my only source of well-being. Have you made him your only source of well-being? The New Century Version says, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Every good thing I have comes from you. That's a part of experiencing his presence is acknowledging his blessings in your life. Something good happens. Acknowledge the Lord right there. Father, thank you that, that I found that nail in my tire before it went flat. Thank you, Father. Thank you that every place I went was closed. I had to make a point, but I just pulled up to a gas station, and there's a guy sitting there. Both bays are empty, and in 10 minutes, he plugged my tire. Thank you, Father, for that. And says 20 bucks. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, uh, for the raisin bread we found at the grocery store. Thank you, Lord God. It's good. Thank you for, for the, uh, the meal we had last night. Thank you, Father, for the Christmas tree we put up and for the decorations and the lights we were, had in our home. Thank you, Lord God, for the snow that fell and the, the white, uh, pretty sparkle it makes when the sun's hit. And thank you for the people who shovel it for me and get it out of my way. <laughs> Bless them. See, acknowledging Him, recognizing that the good things in your life from Him is essential to experiencing His presence. Cultivate this appreciation and thankfulness. You've got to cultivate this. You've got to cultivate this. The media wants to stress you out and give you the latest reason to complain. We are not complainers. We refuse to complain. I refuse to ever complain again about anything. You've got to come to that point in your life if you want to experience the fullness of his presence. I refuse to complain. I refuse to whine. I refuse to blame others. 
I refuse to hold unforgiveness in my heart towards anyone. We're talking about in his presence, experiencing the presence of God, fullness of joy, clear direction, pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Verse 3, New King James. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Now you've got to understand, we love everybody. God so loved the world. But God's people are the special ones to us. His church is our focus. I'm not talking about a building or an organization. I'm talking about those who are born again, those who know him, because we recognize that he has a plan and he's going to do it through his people. So when you begin to know him, your, your, your social connections are going to be altered. When you let his presence fill you, if you allow him, God will bring saints into your life. People that are filled with his spirit. People that are set on fulfilling their destiny and following the plan of God for their lives. Hallelujah. I mean, we wish everyone would pursue Christ with all their heart. We wish everyone would believe the word of God. Everyone would proclaim the finished work of Christ. But that's not the reality of it. So our censors are... When we find someone who's, uh, who's latched on to the promises of God and growing in Christ, like, hey, I want to be your friend. Yes. We find someone who complains, who's, who's always stressed and, and, and holding, and we love them, but they're not going to become close to us unless they let that stuff go. We can help them. And, and I get a, <laughs> God is good. Come on. It's good to talk about real life, isn't it? I'm just talking to you about real life. When I came out of the kingdom of darkness, I came out of the kingdom of complaining. I came out of the kingdom of don't wrong me or I'll sue you. Hello. The media has attempted to train you to be sue happy. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. I just, I just tripped on the sidewalk. Lawsuit. Why don't you watch where you're walking? Why don't you exercise and, and learn to balance yourself and stop blaming the sidewalk for your problems? We need a kick in the pants sometimes. Come on. Before I blame anyone, I'm going to get this house in order. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to keep my body healthy. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to speak the word. If I go to walk out on the ice, I'm going to walk in the Holy Spirit and let my feet touch that ice. I'm going to make it to my destination. I'm going to live by faith. I'm not looking for a lawsuit. What's he talking about this for? Because we're talking about the presence of God. And God's not so happy. And if you fall down, you get right back up and say, thank you, Father, I'm whole. Thank you, Father, I'm whole. Thank you, every part of me is whole and healthy and strong. What about this pain shooting through your hip? I'm healed. Yeah, that's why if I fall down, I get right back up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. You're awesome. Thank you, Father. You've done it. I'm healed and whole. Every bone in my body is strong. 
I'm not thinking, oh, lawsuit. Who, who, who put that there? That's negligence. Negligence. I'm calling my lawyer. There's no presence of God in that. There's none. You might make some money, but you're going to pay a higher price for the peace you gave up and the health you gave up to get your little lawsuit won. Well, I never plan on saying any of that. Hallelujah. That's what a trainer and a coach does. They kick in your pants sometimes. And it's good. Doesn't hurt you. It's okay, I got to straighten up. I got to straighten up. I better stop thinking this way. This is how the world thinks. Hallelujah. 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 Their sorrows shall be multiplied who chase after lawsuits. Who hasten after another God, verse 4. Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names on my lips. Whoo-wee. you got to be strong. It, being in his presence makes you strong, and you don't give in to bullies. You don't back up one step when someone pressures you. They back up for you. Because the immovable one is your God. Verse 3, and these God-chosen lives, this is the message translation, these God-chosen lives all around, what splendid friends they make. I'll tell you, I've never had friends like I have now. These Jesus friends, these Holy Spirit-pursuing Christ, running after God friends. Hallelujah. Don't just go shopping for a God, verse 4. The message translation. Don't just go shopping for a God. Gods are not for sale. I swear I'll never treat God names like brand names. New Century Version, verses 3 and 4 and 5. As for the godly people in the world, they are the wonderful ones I enjoy. But those who turn to idols will have much pain. Hello. I will not offer blood to those idols or even speak their names. Verse 5, no, the Lord is all I need. He takes care of me. This is in Psalm 16, by the way. I'm not making this up. The message translation, verse 5. My choice is you, God, first and only. And here in your presence, I find I'm your choice. That you chose me before the foundation of the world. That you had a blueprint and you wrote the, this amazing plan for my life down before you knit me together in my mother's womb. Here in your presence, I see these things. The New English translation, verse 5, says, Lord, you give me stability and prosperity. You make my future secure. Isn't that what people are looking for? Security. Stability, security. Prosperity. It's found in his presence. 
Don't let man make you promises. And I saw a young lady online some time ago from another country criticizing those who speak of freedom. And she was saying, you don't need freedom, you need security. Basically, let the government lead you so you can have a secure life. That's a prison, my friend. Man doesn't own you. God owns you. We live in a nation where our founders recognized that we are made by God, that we have a creator, and that he has given us our rights. Freedom is where life is at. Don't search for security, for there never was such a beast as far as this world is concerned. Man can't give you security. Don't let him. You know what's behind his offer for security? Is control. Wants to control you. And any government that focuses on, we've got to do this for your security, if they keep going in that direction, that that becomes what's known as a communistic government. A, 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 A... a government structure where the government becomes the God of that nation. The people look to the government for their answers. That's not how this nation was built. It's a nation of free people that look to God for answers. And the government's responsibility is to protect our God-given rights, not take them away. This is all in Psalm 16. Amazing what you can see in his presence. See, if you give in to someone's offer for security, there's a fear driving that. And when you act in fear, you will always pay a price you don't want to pay. It doesn't matter what that fear is. But I'm afraid that I might lose my children. I'm afraid that I might lose my job. It's fear. But that's my family. It's fear. There's no good fear. Fear is all bad. I'm not about the fear of the Lord. That's that's at a reverence room. I'm talking about being afraid you're going to lose something. That's never good. But you don't understand. Fear, Fear of losing something is never helpful. When you make a decision, I've got to do what they're telling me, or I've got to go with this policy, or I've got to submit to this, or I'll lose this. That's not a good reason for making a decision. God wants us to live by faith. What is faith? Confidence in who he is and what he said to us. And you'll find when you make decisions based on that, you will always be glad. You will live a life without regret because the security that so-and-so is offering you is fake, but the security he provides is real and it's forever. The Passion Translation, and we'll finish verses 5 and 6, say this, Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance, my security, my prosperity. You are my prize. You are my pleasure. You are my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. 
Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I've overwhel- I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. For you have given me your best. When God gave you his son, he gave you his best. He gave you his best. And that means he is so for us that anything we ask would pale in comparison to what he's already given us so we know we've got it. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him freely give us all things? He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And this becomes a reality when you cultivate an intimate relationship with him, when you make his presence your passion. Father, thank you for this time together this morning. Thank you for your presence here. Lord, we are so thankful that you've opened our eyes to your goodness. Lord, that you've, you've provided us a place, a church that we can come to and, and receive downloads like we receive here. We acknowledge you for that. And we are grateful. Lord, we acknowledge your spirit ministering to us from the time we walk in the doors of this place. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, for it. And we thank you for the completion of week one of 2022. We have great expectation for tomorrow morning. We thank you, Lord, that every promise is yes and amen. We thank you, Lord God, for transferring to us the wealth of the wicked, for causing us to prosper in every area of our lives. We thank you for your health, health bursting forth in our bodies and our souls. We thank you for your joy bursting forth in us and leading the way. We are like children in your presence. And we laugh and rejoice and shout and say, thank you, Dad, for being so good to us. Lead us. Lead us in 2022. You're our passion. You're our prize. You're our treasure. You are our precious gold, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.